0: And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Leigh Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast.
1: Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode 94. In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 29 through 31 from the book Rule of Wolves. This is your host, Eric.
0: And I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A
1: world created so we could all have a safe place to call our home. Thank you, Lee Bardugo. Moi Kester. Hello.
0: Well. We're back. We're back. I know, it
1: feels so good. I mean, we've been we've been here. Yes. But- we're
0: back to the book.
1: Are. So, first off, before we get started, we gotta say hello to some listeners. We
0: do. And first, we have Joao Molevad, Brazil.
1: Girl, Ooh. go. And, uh oh. I forgot how to. Um, thank you. Efrida, <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> because, you know, I was about to say F-rada. Um Efrida.
0: Efrida. Which is really cool.
1: Um, I really would love to see what Ephrata looks like. I've never even heard of that. I no, I it, haven't either. I bet it's a beautiful
0: little place. I bet it is.
1: So thank you listeners out there. Thank
0: you so much.
1: We're going to come visit. Just get ready. So just pull out your couch. <laughs> we're going on tour. <laughs>
0: we are. No, we're not. <laughs> we
1: should cast on tour. I mean, that'd be
0: great, but. <laughs>
1: yeah, that would be some shenanigans.
0: It would 100% be shenanigans.
1: Well, because first off, the trips we have taken together have always been phenomenal yes. and so much fun. Could you imagine if we like went on like <laughs>
0: world tour, world
1: tour <laughs> with Ism?
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Like our own like, oh my God, our own on the road. Like what if we, I haven't seen the whole United States. Have you?
0: No. Mm-mm.
1: Maybe that should be on our bucket list. To take
0: that's actually uh, mine and my partner's damn thing to like (laughs) get a picture like in every state. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, so so that
0: has something to do with his um, uh, Christmas gift this year. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, so that's your thing. So then our thing can be we are going to try in
0: our cities.
1: Tr- yes, let's try to visit every single listener city we have ever had on the show.
0: Yes,
1: and um, yes, so we are coming out to find you all. So get ready because here we come. We're gonna come. We're gonna find
0: you. Is that a threat?
1: It is, and I'm sure it th- sounds a little scary to them. It d- They're like, oh. I just listened to the podcast. I didn't mean for you. Yeah, all don't to, come like, for me. Yeah. Oh, we gonna come for you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we is.
0: We coming. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna be fun. Yeah. I
1: mean, who wouldn't want? Like, I mean, come on. We have so much fun together. We do. We have had a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So, anyways how how have you been? So it's been a minute since we've been doing a regular podcast. Um, And what we mean by that is just, like, we had the fabulous Melinda Lowe last week. That was so fun. Oh, she was phenomenal. Yes. Like, so cool to talk to. And I just, I learned so much. And I hope you listeners out there really do go and check out, like, Ash because it, like, her books are phenomenal. And she was just really cool. I was, I had a really great time with her.
0: Uh, Yes, I really did.
1: No, we're just like rocking it with these um special guests. They're just they're just all so nice. And we're good people.
0: <laughs> yes, that's the important part.
1: Yeah. Luckily they like us, I think, <laughs> is what it is.
0: Yes, they were easy to talk to.
1: Yes. You are definitely very good at like I mean you're better at that than I am. Um because no,
0: you're a good conversationalist. I know,
1: but you know me. Sometimes I get like a little like for instance, I like, get
0: excited,
1: yeah, you had to help me through Aiden Thomas. I love Aiden Thomas, but I was oh my goodness gracious,
0: we we're also new at this thing too, so as time goes on, it'll be okay too.
1: well, yeah, of course, I just like I love that you're you're my rock, like you are, you're the one that like holds it together. I'm just
0: a very calm person, naturally.
1: Exactly. And I'm the one that drives our producer crazy because I scream and make our voice my voice level like insane for him to try to follow <laughs> or even like put together. So that's me. That's why we're so perfect.
0: Well, yeah. I mean so, if we were the same person it'd be boring.
1: Uh yeah.
0: <laughs> I do have a fun story though. We Ooh, have um tell. So the the whole tea situation is a thing for the podcast. Are you talking
1: about my tea? The tea we drink it? Yes, tea, Ooh. tea
0: time, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and at work, they've been really pushing like mental health lately. And so we get this email saying, meet everyone at three o'clock these three days for tea time. And they actually put uh, tea bags in each of the break rooms. So I got to sample some interesting new tea. And then. As we were talking the first day, which Tuesday, they were talking about uh, books and talking about um, other things that we did outside of the school because we're not allowed to talk about work. And mm. so the Grisha cast got brought up. What? So uh, once again, T and the Grisha cast came together. So. <laughs> Okay. Um, and the and at least a couple people said they were super interested because they loved fantasy and they <gasps> they like choose fantasy to read and they needed another series after the series that shall not be named. Right. So Absolutely. I was like, come on in. We welcome you. Yes. Bring your tea.
1: Do. Yes. Bring your tea and your clutch and all and like just have fun and be prepared for us learning how to, me learning how to do a podcast. A podcast. A podcast. A a (laughs) podcast from the very beginning, but slowly evolving into what we now have, what I believe is just phenomenal, like works of art.
0: So I assume you're starting at the beginning, but if if Jessica or Katrina ever get to this point, (laughs) hi, (laughs) we just had tea together.
1: Oh well, hi. Yeah, hi. Yeah.
0: So that was fun. I I thought it was really cool how tea brought in the Grisha cast again. Ooh. So yeah, yes. they just go hand in hand.
1: They do, and I think that's phenomenal. I um because I love tea, and I love that we have tea as like an intricate part of our Grisha cast. Oh, yeah. Even though we, I literally
0: drink tea all day long. Well, and
1: <laughs> this one is phenomenal. Like I. We talked about it last time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this one, seriously, I know, I'm going to bring it up again. This cucumber white tea, ooh. Yeah. It is some, it's by Tazo. It's that's on like, the
0: lighter side. It's not like a chai or anything that's, like, heavy. It's very light. Yeah, it's, it's a, very good. I've
1: never had a white tea. Mm-mm. So I'm assuming that's kind of, like, has to deal with the color. But also, it's, like, it's got caffeine in it, but not so much that so it's, like, too crazy. Yeah. And My husband has this like little tea cuddle and like – but he – because he's a huge coffee drinker and like he's obsessed with it. So like he like boils his water to a certain degree and I don't know, crushes the beans and who knows, (laughs) like says a spell over it for it to taste right.
0: You're such a professional at talking about coffee.
1: So (laughs) what I realized though is like looking on the back of this tea box, there are like directions that was like – like get it to a hundred and seventy five degrees specifically for like eight ounces, let the tea bag soak in there for three minutes, take it out, and like it just had these specific directions and then this whole other box of tea had completely different ones. I was amazed. Yeah.
0: I and thought that Yeah, you're only supposed to like steep it for so long and all the stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'd never, I never take I never it, yeah. ever follow those directions. I always just leave the tea bag in there. And I'm sure like actual tea drinkers would, um, hit, yeah. would be very angry about that, but I do what I want.
1: Oh, of course. Well, yeah, that's your mantra. <laughs> However, I do have a question for you about tea. Okay. Because I've asked somebody else this. And what's funny is I actually, this question comes from, a thought that I had while watching Outlander.
0: Mm. (laughs) So,
1: and this might come as a surprise that I don't know this, but like, okay, so back in the day Mm. when they had tea, like, specifically, like, I, I guess, like, over, like, Britain and stuff, like, I mean, they had their teapots and stuff. I know, like, I noticed there was a scene where they made fun of our tea bags. Yes. And I thought that was, I was like, okay, I get it. But, I also knew that the only other other way that I knew how to brew tea was those, like, little metal things Mm -hmm. that you put loose leaf tea in. They haven't always had those around, right? I mean, in a way. Okay.
0: They weren't, they don't, they didn't always look like they do now, but you had to be able to strain it out.
1: Okay. Because someone was trying to tell me that (laughs) it had to do with the, like, teapot and that, like, you would that back in the day they would throw all the tea in there but like the little like this part wouldn't be able to like it was so small that it wouldn't let any of those things come out. That's Is that true?
0: Um yeah, some of them they either had something in the lip or up at the top kind of like yours does that where there's it. the a catcher there but then yeah there, there were several different ways, but yes. Okay. But that's how, but like it did still allow some of the leaves to come through because they would read tea leaves. Tea leaves. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, that's what I was wondering because I was just like, I, I didn't know. It
0: wasn't perfect. You would always have some tea leaves kind of well, left yeah. behind.
1: Well, and you know I love that because tea leaves actually is what, why I read Lenormand today. That's what it's based off of. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, cool little fact. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, um, yeah, I'm so happy we're back um, and just reading the book. Um, it's so exciting.
0: We're 65% of the way through.
1: I know. Oh. Which is crazy. It and, is. And also, we're at, like, episode 94. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. Whoa. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, make sure you check out our YouTube. We have a new little setup. And it's always fun to see us anyway so that you can see our crazy faces. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Make sure you subscribe. We'd love to go live on here and check us out on Facebook too because we'd love to go live there. We'd like to have more interaction. So help us out with that.
1: Yeah. We just want to have more live interaction. We love the questions that you guys send us and those are awesome. We just would love to be able to because Chris said that there's actually a way that we can do like Phone calls, like take calls, you know, like in here, yeah, that'd be so cool one time to do, like I would be, but um anyways, like I wanted to ask you about Thanksgiving, but we should probably get started, but real quickly, what do you have any big plans like? We
0: are going to the mountains just for the night, yeah. um, because my partner actually has to come back to do his own show um, Friday night. He is—I don't know if I've ever said it—but he's a he's an on-air personality, and um, his show runs five days a week, every um, night prime time. So he has uh-huh. to he has to be back Friday at night for his own show. So we've just got the one night, but we're gonna go see a Dolly show. Um, the Dolly Wood Stampede, which for people that don't know is like it's a show with like horses and country music, and it's just a big, crazy southern show with horses, and they feed you chicken. Interesting. <laughs> so that's what okay. we're going to actually be doing at like three p.m., and then we are going to go look at all the lights because well, we are lights people. We love to look at the lights, and they have the best yes. lights. They have a like the Lebanon drive-through one. They have one there, but mm-hmm. it's like bigger.
1: Oh, I can just imagine.
0: It's crazy. They have a lit-up frog that like bounces through <laughs> the whole Oh my gosh, it's so cool. And I become like a 5-year-old girl.
1: And see, that is one thing that like I love about us is like neither of us celebrate Christmas really, no. <laughs> but we love Christmas lights. lights so much. Well, the
0: lights the the lights kind of have to do with your religion and lights have to do with mine too yeah. so the lights don't have to be christmas they're just winter lights
1: my all-time favorite like i am um, blue christmas lights yes. are my absolute like i mean those are my they're the favorite. best yeah and like i remember when i finally got some for like my bedroom when i was in high school and like it was just it's such a relaxing color i mm-hmm. love those and like i've never like I know I should probably shouldn't say this, but like you know, I've kind of always wanted to have like experience a Christmas tree.
0: You can do it. <laughs>
1: I know. Just I, don't.
0: It doesn't have to be a Christmas tree. I, yeah, it cause can. I, it can just be like an old world tree because it uh, didn't come from just Christmas.
1: Well, yeah, I a Hanukkah just bush or, or or a, make, a celebration
0: make Hanukkah ornaments for it.
1: Oh my gosh, and I so could.
0: You could. I just I want say the light. Do it.
1: I just want to see the lights. And
0: I want you to do it now.
1: OK, well, I guess I'm going to have to do it. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, go put We're getting a tree. <laughs> go cut me down a tree because if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. <laughs> Actually, no, we're not because I don't want a real tree in my house. I've heard that like bugs can creep in. And, oh, like,
0: no, that's not. Well, wow.
1: I don't want. Yeah, Have you ever had a real like
0: yes. pine tree? Uh-huh. Really? Uh-huh. OK, and it's fine.
1: Really? Yes. OK, <laughs> well,
0: millions of people do it every year.
1: <laughs> I'm sure they do. Um, And you know what? It would probably be beautiful to look at and I would love it. But I mean, as long as I, I goodness, I mean, I I'm good at setting up like probably like, you know, the ones that like come in pieces. No, we'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to do a real one. I mean, I, I have to experience. We do the menorah, which is always really pretty.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which
1: I am still waiting for the eighth night of Hanukkah to land on my birthday, which it hasn't. But one day, yeah, I one year it will. I know, and I always kind of want to look and see if it ever will, but I don't. But it's early this year. It's like mm-hmm. a. It's at the end of November. The first night, like yes, yeah, it's really early this mm-hmm. year. So. But yeah. Um and we're but I am excited because we'd get to do our special thing together for our holidays together. Yay. Our Chinese Christmas. Chinese Christmas. Yay. <laughs> um but we're not there yet. But for Thanksgiving, no. we are actually staying here, which we normally go to friends' families' houses and we drive around everywhere. But this year we actually are staying home and we're inviting just our immediate family to us. And I'm so excited because I I can't wait to watch the parade. And I also can't wait for Caden to experience it. Yeah, And it's just going to be really nice because it really is just going to be like, it's our family. And the best part, I'm not cooking anything. We already have someone (laughs) that's making all the food. That's always
0: the best part. And
1: they're making leftovers and we're having chest pie and fudge brownies for dessert. Just saying. Mm. Okay, so we probably talked way too long.
0: Odd thing about the parade, one of my instructors Mm -hmm. is one of the balloon handlers for the Sonic balloon. Oh. Isn't that random and weird? Sorry. So
1: like every year
0: No, no, just this year, like her and her family are the balloon handlers for the Sonic balloon in the Macy's parade.
1: Okay, so are we talking Sonic like the restaurant?
0: Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: hedgehog. Oh, okay. Yeah. See.
0: So, oh, Caden would love that. I know the boys love Sonic, so I'm gonna have to turn it on and have to like look for. Her. But it's so random.
1: I love watching the parade mm-hmm. just for the musical numbers. Mm-hmm. I love it.
0: I like the marching bands.
1: Oh yeah, I I watch the musical numbers. I love those. Oh my gosh, I like the whole thing. It is fabulous. I I it is just it's a fun time, and I've always said you know it's very great to watch on TV. I would never be there in person. No. But, anyways, <laughs> moving forward from floats and all these wonderful festivities, let's get on into the Grisha verse because we haven't been here in so long. I mean, we have, but <laughs> we haven't been in Rule of Wolves. Yes, in a minute. So, okay, so yeah, we got twenty nine, mm-hmm. so, and that's that's the fun part yeah. because we both got to kind of like pull this up and see what's going on. So, like twenty
0: nine is Mayu.
1: So. We have to remember where di- we left off with Mayu, where it was her that was having her hand crushed, right?
0: Yeah, by her brother, Ram. Yep. Like, so- she was screaming at Ram to stop, Um, and then, so now we're back there.
1: Yes, so we're right at the hand crush, and yeah, like, I mean, we just have to remember that, oh, whatever, her horrible name is, the Maki Maki is there just being mean and everything.
0: Yeah, starting the chapter, Ram still has her hand.
1: Yeah, so and I guess she's just trying, she believes that she can somehow get his attention,
0: right? I mean, I imagine so. Yeah, But like, Tamar's had enough (laughs) of watching Mm -hmm. Ram do this, so she actually throws... Um, axes to Ram, Um and obviously doesn't do much to him because <laughs> of he, him being this crazy like robot thing now. Yeah. And then he attacks Tamar.
1: What's the, he's got some kind of weird part that kind of freaked me out. Like, Isn't it like the he's the, got the yeah, peachers? That's what it is.
0: Yes. He's got the peachers.
1: Uh, when they said that, I was like, that is so weird. Yeah, it is totally like, weird. Um oh my gosh.
0: A- um but it brings um this other character Bergen out um and he tells them that the floor is a sluice way. Um I'm sorry, it's a what? What did you say? Sluice way. So it's it's a drains. There's drains.
1: Oh.
0: Um you know, so like when there's blood they can rinse it away.
1: Okay. So um, like it So yeah. apparently that's Probably been like um like uh probably a place where a lot of people have died and or they've killed a lot of things, right?
0: I would assume so. Mm. Um, but right. Mayu is she, she kind of takes control at this point and she's like, you know, let's let's get this going. She shoves Arie into it into the drain, um, oh. wanting her to like run. Um, Maki wants everybody to to stop. She doesn't want everybody to get it away. She wants everybody to stay to get murdered by these things. So they actually, Maki actually doses everyone with perm at this point.
1: What a lovely sister! I mean, she's so nice. Yes. And, anyways, I find this just like kind of crazy, um, because she's like, because she's got she's caught now. Like, so we know that now. Like, I mean, this is definitely like this horrible thing, and like she's trying to like. Doesn't she try to explain that, like, it was about, like, protecting their country at some point? Well, yeah. But there's no, but at the same time, like, of course, then we've got our Grisha who are like, yeah, but at the cost of, like, using us and, like, killing all these people, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. I I, I just find it very fascinating because we've learned about, all the other countries and Shuhan's always just been like this like quiet, like we don't haven't known much. And then like now we're like learning more and more and like, really like they are, they are very, very like, I just find this insane that they came up with this whole system to be honest of like figuring out how to change. Like, I mean change a Grisha or like into these crazy soldiers and to give well they're people- not Grisha. Right, not Grisha. They're but, soldiers, but they turn in. They turn people into these other, like they make these weird robots that go in like and smell Grisha. Yeah, that's weird to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, here's your little where it's <laughs> oh, I just lost where it says that he um his pincers pinned her arms as she fought to keep from inhaling the poison. So he's like got her. With his pincers <laughs> in like this grip. <laughs> I bet that's a nice hug. <laughs> it's probably really like hard. Um, but obviously, everyone gets dosed with this stuff. Uh, it's like a, um orange mist.
1: Yeah. And we've heard that before because, mm-hmm. like, and, but luckily, someone comes along with the antidote, right? It's Tamar, right?
0: Yeah. Tamar has the anecdote um but like they're call like she's calling for other people i guess but oh ram's nickname was locust
1: locust
0: yes so locust. that's where like i'm guessing the like pincer
1: let's see i thought I a can- pincer was okay right
0: like i don't
1: okay. i don't
0: equate Hold locusts up. with pincers with, with pincers i think a locust th- is like a grasshopper
1: yeah. Um, so
0: I don't know where the, the painters come from. It's kind from. of,
1: it actually just made, remember, um, honey, I shrunk the kids, like the original one. Wow. Like, like remember that ant? Yes. Like, that really cute ant uh-huh. with the little pinchers?
0: The the little painters. Yeah.
1: Aww. <laughs> little
0: painters. That poor, and that was
1: a sad, I, I always got sad at that part. That poor little ant, like, Okay, so apparently I typed. I did not type in pincers. I typed in.
0: You need pincers, not pincers.
1: Yeah, I've got. Dogs. You put an H I'll, in there.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> and who is that? Um, I, I, sorry, I don't know. Discogs. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, so these pincers.
0: Yes. Uh. They're
1: holding on to him. And but anyways, antidote that's good, yeah,
0: yes, yeah, so an- Tamar has the anecdote, um, but she says whatever the param was that they were using is like super strong, um Tamar apparently didn't get a full dose, um, wow. and Rayem is apparently I, I mean obviously like weakened by it, um but uh Tamar tells Maki to. Like, call everyone off.
1: Yes. And we do all this... Like, I mean, just to skip ahead a little bit, everything stops because we have a fabulous new entrance of a new character come in. And that is... She's been mentioned. Mm -hmm. But Lady Kurtaban, Daughter of Heaven and Taban Queen, she is... The one, uh, the only one, right? That can remove Maki from having the throne. Yeah, because she is the grand, her grandmother, right? Yes. Yeah. So she comes on up in there, and she just kind of like tears Maki a new one. In other words, I mean, just says sorry. I ain't vouching for this, and you can just slide off that throne now.
0: Yes, that's she, what I uh, say. The, the very end of this chapter basically is, I understand quite well. I assert my right as Taven Queen and rescind my blessing. The crown is yours no longer. Bye-bye. So, so Maki is no longer Queen.
1: Which is awesome because it's official. Like, that's, that's good. I'm glad. Because she was kind of crazy. Yes. Um, especially w- with how crazy she was just going. So anyways, and I think... I think Ari will be a good like. I think she's gonna have a good chance. I think she's gonna do good, don't you? Yeah,
0: even though she doesn't really want it. But.
1: I know, but I mean, she like. I I think she's the best line of hope for them, at least at the moment. Right. Come on, she and sings she's got
0: to, a good relationship with Rafka,
1: and she sings with a instrument in the streets <laughs> and people follow her like, like the, the Pied music man. Piper. Yes, <laughs> or like any musical we've always watched and seen.
0: Yeah. So. Well,
1: that's the end of that chapter. So let's. how that's cool, exciting. We're, we know what's going on there.
0: <laughs> so moving on to chapter thirty, which is my girl Nina.
1: Okay.
0: They are about to go to the Gelid Bell, which is the last formal ball before the proposals are issued.
1: So do we like? I hate. Like, do we remember where we left off here? I'm trying to remember. I'm sorry. Where do we leave? Like. We left off with Nina last time. Oh, Lord.
0: She and Joran had a discussion about saints.
1: Yes. Okay. Thank you.
0: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. See? You're welcome.
1: And you know what? I'm sure there are listeners out there that are very appreciative of that. I'm just going to say that just in case. (laughs) You never know. Okay. I'll see my tea. So,
0: um, so at this point, my whole question was like, who is even going to propose to Hana? Because the whole point of going to this thing is to get a proposal. But we haven't seen her talk to any of the men. So, it's like, who is going to propose? Like, does it have to end in a proposal? What if she doesn't get a proposal? Um, like, what if you go through this whole thing and you don't get... Anyway. So, it's called the Gelidbel? Gelidbel?
1: So, it's like their version of the bachelor, right? Or their version of just trying to get people. I guess
0: it's just the, like, they have all these balls.
1: And weird traditions of just trying. And then
0: at the end of this ball, you're supposed to get a proposal. So, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, if you haven't been sliding into anyone's DMs, like, how. How's that going to happen? Do you get a proposal? So at this point, I'm like, if we're already at the end, who the heck is she going to marry? But anyway.
1: Well, I mean, that can't be easy in Day either, especially with everything going on. I mean,. I just, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm just saying. Agreeing, sorry. <laughs> I'm just like, yes.
0: So, Hana and Nina are dressed up all fancy-like, but Hanna says that she doesn't like what she sees in the mirror. She claims that it just isn't her and that she misses um, the... My computer just went bonkers, y'all. That's okay. And that she misses that there were, like, no mirrors around, like, in the convent. She's like, that's the one thing I miss about the convent is
1: I oh. couldn't see
0: myself.
1: Yeah, that's a whole different world. Like, I mean, when – because – wow. Hmm. That yeah, is, like I – mean, I, I didn't don't, realize that.
0: If you don't feel like yourself and you never have to see yourself – Then
1: you can be yourself.
0: Then, yes. Then a lot of times you can just
1: – You feel who it. you are. Right, and yeah. That's an amazing thing that, like, I I guess I really didn't realize that was there because a a mirror really, like, I mean, seeing yourself is that huge changing factor um, for people, especially in, like, I just think that's amazing that she put that in there. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, It is an
0: interesting thought.
1: Just because it's a really small, like, little, like, thing, but, like, it actually is, like, it's huge to Hana. Mm-hmm. because Hanna would be most comfortable where there are no mirrors, even if it's at the convent. Like,
0: yeah.
1: go Lee. Sorry. Love you. <laughs> so proud of Lee.
0: So Nina asks Hana if she wants to make her parents proud like all the other girls there. And she answers with, I want to throw you onto my horse and ride as fast and as far away from here as we can get, not side saddle. So we're getting spicy.
1: Yes, that's that, a um, that is
0: quite a comment there.
1: I didn't expect that to come from her. I'm a little blushing.
0: So and then so Nina couldn't really respond to that because Hana ran away. But she was thinking that uh, riding into a new world with Hana was not a chance you just let slip by. So clearly uh. they are both pining for each other. Ugh. I know. It's happening. I know. <laughs> the relationship getting... is happening. Yes.
1: Let's do this.
0: <laughs> but now Hana has to get a proposal. Uh, um, yeah. They're taken to the prince again, of course. Um, the prince has been like slowly, like, been healing because of Hana over the last few weeks. And the thought process is that um, if he feels well enough, he would stand up to Broom. You know, okay. like, so, if he's not so, like, weak, then he'll actually have the guts to, like, make his own decision.
1: I call... I'm sorry. I don't believe that. I call it false. Like, I just don't believe he has enough. I think he's just saying that. I don't think...
0: No, he doesn't say it. it that's their hope.
1: Oh, okay. I because
0: was- because they've been friendly with him. They've been trying to plant these seeds in his head. That ain't gonna happen. So, but that's all they have at this point. Like, yeah. they they well. have to have cuz like Nina has been working on the queen and um Han has been working on the prince so like they're hoping that the royal family can take over so that because Broom has been calling all the shots and he shouldn't be it should be the royal family mm-hmm. um but at this point uh it's very clear that the prince is crushing all over Hana because he is saying some very brash things oh um we also learn that Dimidoff is there but the apparatus is not. He's been very secretive lately.
1: He's always secretive.
0: And Broom wants the prince to banish the apparatus to wherever will take him. Oh. We also learn that the queen has told the prince that she doesn't want him to bomb any more civilians. So the queen is on their side. But the prince That's big. doesn't give any hints right now as to what he's thinking. He doesn't say what he thinks about yeah. that. But we know that his mom is talking to him about, hey, maybe we don't bomb people,
1: <laughs> right? And that's so we've actually got they've they've actually they're making some movement, like progress. Yes, which is amazing, and also very calculated and smart the way they're doing it. You know, I mean, it's just it's sneaky mm-hmm. um, because we know Yarl Broom is just he's just. He just wants to run over the entire Grisha verse. And, like, the, I I just imagine him in this huge, like, I was about to say semi truck, which I know he's not in a semi truck, but <laughs> huge tank. And just, I don't know. He kind of, uh, I just don't like him. He's a bad man.
0: <laughs> yes. Let's just say that. Yes, he's, he's a bad, bad man.
1: man.
0: <laughs> the prince asks Hana to dance. And I have this quote because who doesn't enjoy the relationship stuff like we've just been talking about. Mm. Nina felt something in her heart twist. Oh, that's small of you, Zenek. It's not as if you and Hana could have a future here. Hana could talk of writing off somewhere, but that was just nerve speaking. The prospect of facing down another party, another night of idle small talk. She wouldn't abandon Fjorda, and Nina wouldn't abandon Ravka. And when Nina's mission was complete... She certainly wasn't going to remain in this simpering disguise at the Fjordan Court. End quote. So
1: I keep on forgetting that Nina also I, doesn't look yes. like herself and how hard that would be. Talking about mirrors, like I mean
0: yes. for her so she's not herself right now either.
1: Yeah, like her and Hannah both like probably just oh, they're yep. just dodging mirrors like left and right.
0: So Here comes the interesting part. Joran and Nina start having a conversation about Grisha and saints because remember they had that whole thing Mm -hmm. where she caught him praying to the saints. Right. But the conversation takes a little bit of a turn when he starts talking about killing one of his own in a foreign city.
1: Like his own, like, your, like, like, uh, Joran. Jus- Ooh, that's even more juicy. Yes. Oh. So. Wow. has gone wild.
0: <laughs> yes. So Joran says, he was my brother. He was a traitor. I shot him and left him to die in a foreign city. Nina starts catching on to what he's talking about. But he continues. He told me, he said there was so much in the world that I didn't have to be afraid of if I would only open my eyes, and I did. And I am afraid of everything. Nina comes; back and she's thinking the Druccella that happened in Ketterdam for the <gasps> auction—they'd put a price on Matthias's head. Nina felt like she was falling; she was kneeling on the cobblestones watching the light fade from Matthias's beautiful eyes. She was holding him, trying to keep him to her. She, he was dying in her arms. You should be afraid, Nina growled. Shoving Jordan into the shadows of the alcove, away from the eyes of the crowd. He was too startled to fight her, and in the next breath, she had the sharpened tip of a bone dart hovering above his jugular. You should tremble in your bed and weep like the base coward you are. You are the man who killed Matthias Helvar. Say it. His eyes were wide, confused. I, who are you? Say it. I want your confession before I end your worthless life. End quote.
1: Oh my God. Like, I forgot that. Like, completely. And that was a little boy that shot Matthias. So Uh he's, oh my God.
0: So Joran, Joran is the is he- murderer of Matthias Helvar.
1: Oh, my goodness gracious. I am the Klempt. I'm yes. not even kidding, guys. Like, seriously, like, you know, my memory sucks. So, like, I've read this once, but I completely forgot that. Wow. And that's a big one. <gasps> that is huge. Big one. Oh, my God.
0: So right then they're stopped by Hanna and the prince asking what's up because there is clearly a scene going on. And Joran hides this and says that he made a pass at Mila and that she put him in his place. Mm. The prince clearly does not care and Hanna loses her calm with the prince. She like loses her temper a little bit. But the prince seems to like diffuse the situation and things kinda calm back down, but he makes a comment about bending a broom to his will. Gross.
1: Yeah.
0: That's just gross. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, So Nina goes back to her room and is remembering Matthias. Um, Hannah comes in. Apparently, the war is starting, so the ball ended early. She tells Hannah that Joran had wronged her. She had threatened him, and she has to go somewhere else. Like, she has to leave here. Hannah comes out with this grandiose-like comment that I missed the first time around. She says that she knows Nina is upset because of Matthias and that she knew Matthias as one of her father's soldiers and that her father had cursed Nina's name as the Grisha whore who beguiled his favorite pupil.
1: Oh, my.
0: So, Hannah knew (laughs) the story of Matthias and Nina and we're just now finding this out.
1: That's Crazy, right? What a connect! Like, oh my goodness!
0: So, I, so Nina tells Hanna that Joran was the one that killed him, and now she has to kill Joran.
1: Oh, absolutely! Like, I mean, yeah, she has to, yeah. and he's. Oh my god! But
0: Hana obviously is like, no, <laughs> you cannot do this. Don't do it. Um, and the conversation kind of turns to the prince. They. To, they they know at this point that he wants to marry Hana. They know that the prince has his eyes on Hana. So, I mean, it makes sense now. Um, but Hana says it might actually be helpful to marry the prince so that she could guide him. But that she would not be happy with any man.
1: And see, I hate that.
0: I mean, but feel, it's like
1: I hate that Hana feels like.
0: Right. But like you do would that. do anything to save your country kind of thing.
1: Right. I, I know, like, I, that's a hard thing, though. Like, yes. seriously, like, I mean, like, I don't think I love where I live. <laughs> but I mean, like, to be honest, like, I mean, this is your life you're talking about,
0: right? But if if they were like,
1: I guess if I thought about everybody else involved, and yes, say, okay, you yeah. can
0: save your country, I could say if the you marry the princess.
1: Okay, I can save all the people that I love, and that, and yes, there are people in there scattered that I don't like, but all the people but, I do love, yes, yes, okay, that would be hard, but you could tough yes. it out.
0: Um, she says also at this point that she has wanted Nina ever since she saw her. That when she saw her when that day on that horse a long back. time ago mm-hmm. <laughs> on the horse that she that that Nina was like a girl that she dreamed into being.
1: Wow. Well, it this,
0: and she's not even herself. So, Nina says, "If Hana could love the prince, she will find a way to let her go." Hanna says, "Never let me go." Nina responds, "Never," and they start making out. The end.
1: Your chapter is so full of tea. <laughs> it there is, is so... it was
0: so full of piping hot oh. tea.
1: I loved all of it.
0: Yes. And
1: what I love best is that I literally don't remember a lot of that. So it was You got like, to relive it. I did, like on the show. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe like Matthias Helvar, like I mean, his yeah. killer. Like, and that was a little boy.
0: Well and they That's said not- in the book that his um, punishment for killing Matthias was being the prince's guard. Wow. that's that. Remember they said, what have you done to mm-hmm. get this position? It was killing one of his own.
1: Oh, yeah. that's what it was. Wow. All right.
0: Well, that was mine.
1: Okay. so <laughs> It was a good one. That really was. And, you know, that's just where we are with this book. Yes. We're kind of like. Close. We're
0: getting to the apex here.
1: And to be honest, like, I think there's going to be a lot of moments like that for me because we read this. I feel like I read this book so quickly. Mm-hmm. The first time, I don't think I caught everything. Um, so I'm really excited about this yeah. um anyways chapter thirty one is nikolai, and if we just remember where we left off with there we um we've we left off with them trying to steal titanium and replacing it with aluminum or something um, it's, <laughs> yes. yeah, some other metal <laughs> um, and this chapter could go on for hours describing this heist, but I will real quickly tell you. They begin the heist, and uh, getting the titanium, um, everything goes smoothly until they realize that the guards are coming back early, um, cutting their time a little short, and once they try to leave with what they have, which, by the way, is less than what they were expecting, um, an anchor line gets caught. So they got the flying thing, you know, the the flying helicopter (laughs) thing.
0: The flying thing.
1: Yep. So that's over the building that's got the, like, doohickey doom. And that doom dome, yeah, that thing opens up. And, like, so they've got the flying thing, let down the anchors. It's like catching a fish. That's how I imagine it, I guess. So they've got these anchors, and they um are somehow pulling it up. But the problem is when they're trying to take up just half of what they got...
0: With the doohickey.
1: With the doohickeys, yeah. <laughs> One of the anchors gets stuck. so The nerve. I know. Yes, I know. The nerve of that anchor. So Kaz is like, well, what are we going to do? Like, I mean, we're just going to have to leave. And Nikolai's like, no, we can't just leave. I don't want them to know it's Ravka. So Nikolai has this wonderful idea that he will expose. He's just going to come out as his shadow monster. Mm. And that's what he does. Except he doesn't just tur- he doesn't turn into his shadow monster this time. He is actually separate from his shadow monster. So he's up in his helicopter with Kaz. His shadow monster flies down, swoops down, fixes the anchor, and then like they start they're like, "Oh, great. We got the titanium. That's fabulous." So they start flying away. And right as the dome shuts, what happens? Oh, our shadow monster gets stuck in there just in case there wasn't any drama. I know. So Nikolai can't leave a second half. So he's trying to control him, I guess, through like telepathy or something somehow (laughs) in there. And he's like trying to like calm him down, you know, like trying to soothe him, like, relax. You don't need to Like, we'll get you out of there, whatever. And then boom. The shadow monster just decides he just flies out of there. He's a huge monster. So he just makes a huge hole in the top of that doom dome. And so, just to let you know, how to get Pat... So, like, a big hole in top of that, on top of the dome is definitely going to give it away. So, I think this is very quick thinking on my girl, by the way. Zoya then is like, that's okay. She shoots it, zaps it with lightning... And it gets those little scars and burns, and it just looks like lightning hit, and rain rushes in, and day is new. Just like, nothing happened. Isn't that amazing?
0: It was Mother Nature.
1: Yes, so that's my version of the heist. Um, <laughs> just to let you know, just because that, that went on for a very long time. Great. I know, so I just kind of went us through there. Um, okay, so I can skip through a lot of those notes. Anyways, so it it went as well as possible, I guess. Um, considering they did get some of the metal they needed they only did get half of it but they got some um, before Kaz leaves he tells them that he has heard a certain monarch and his wife are no longer in exile mm-hmm. and this is by order of the Fjordan government and Jarl Broom remember that bad man bad bad man so Kaz says this is a problem this is the problem with letting your enemies live and I love this before he departs he says this quote to Nikolai a word of advice from one bastard to another sometimes it's best to let the demon have its day end quote love it yeah and then Kaz just kind of like slides down and is gone bye Kaz (laughs) Which was great, which was such a surprise to see him in this novel. So I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was. Such I, a
0: great surprise.
1: It really, I honestly did not see them coming nope. into this at all. Um, and I got so excited. So, yep. And of course, he goes out with the best fashion with like a great, great quote and slides down a rope or whatever. He's gone. So, um, bye. Yes, bye bye. So now Good we time. have Zoya. Um, and she joins Nikolai, and they're on their little flying thing, flying, and they're just talking. She informs him that they have some intelligence that Fyurda is mobilizing again, but she isn't exactly sure of where these locations are yet, but she knows something's going down. Um, they discuss whether Nikolai's mother would help Nikolai keep him on the throne or not, and it's a discussion. It's not really like we know or not. Um goes back and forth. And then um Zoya also tells Nikolai that his shadow monster scared a lot of her Grisha. Just to let just let him know. Um, because you know it's very important during that titanium heist, and yeah, what are you gonna do? So <laughs> and actually so that is leading us to our scene, which I'm very excited about because it actually is gonna lead us to the end of this chapter, but it's so good. It's um, Terry's gonna play Nikolai, and I'm gonna play Zoya, and it is just full of so much juice I've been waiting for. <laughs> so you just get ready. I'm gonna act the hell out of this scene. Yes, we are.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: and we've done a lot of practicing by reading it once. <laughs> but, anyways, it's gonna be great. So. Anyway, are you ready, girl?
0: I'm ready.
1: Okay. Ready is wherever we're going to be. Okay. Curtain up. (laughs) So good to hear him again.
0: (laughs) Thanks, dude. Why didn't you tell me you were Suli?
1: I think you know, Nikolai.
0: You really believe it would have changed the way I see you?
1: No. Not you, but ask yourself, would your first army generals treat me so respectfully if they saw if they knew I was Suli?
0: If they didn't, they would stop being my generals.
1: Do you really think it's as simple as that? That they would make it that easy? She shook her head. They never come at you with hatred. They come at you with pity. Did you learn to read in the Suli caravans? Was it hard growing up in such squalor? They giggled about the dark hair on your arms or say that you look Ravkin like it's some kind of compliment. They don't make it easy to fight them. Zoya closed her eyes. I passed because it was safer to be Zoya Nazielensky than Zoya Nabri. I guess I thought it would keep me safe. Now I'm not so sure. The woman on the cliffs called me daughter. That word. I didn't know I needed that word. I don't regret turning my back on my parents, but it's hard not to wonder what might have happened if my father had stood up for me, if we'd gone to live with his people, if I'd had some place other than the little palace to run to, someone other than the darkling to make me feel capable and strong.
0: It isn't too late, Zoya. They chose to help you on the cliffs, not me, not Kaz Brecker.
1: Now Zoya's laugh was harsh. But they don't really know me, do they?
0: I would choose you. The words were out before he thought better of them, and then there was no way to pull them back. Silent stretched between them. Perhaps the floor will open and I'll plummet to my death, he thought hopefully.
1: As your general? Her voice careful. She was offering him a chance to, to right the ship, to take them back to familiar waters. And a fine general you are. There could be no better leader. You may be prickly, but that's what Ravka needs. So many easy replies.
0: Instead, he said, as my queen. He couldn't read her expression. Was she pleased, embarrassed, angry? Every cell in his body screamed for him to crack a joke to free both of them from the peril of this moment. But he wouldn't. He was still a privateer and he'd come too far.
1: Because I'm a dependable soldier, she said, but she didn't sound sure. It was that same cautious, tentative voice, the voice of someone waiting for a punchline, or maybe a blow, because I know all your secrets.
0: I do trust you more than myself sometimes, and I think very highly of myself. But that isn't the whole truth, is it? You get cowardly lump. To the hell with it. They might all die soon. They were safe here in the dark, surrounded by the hum of the engines. I would make you my queen because I want you. I want you all the time.
1: As your general, I should tell you that that would be a terrible decision.
0: He turned onto his side. They were facing each other now. As your king, I should tell you that no one could dissuade me. No prince and no power could make me stop wanting you. Nikolai felt drunk, maybe unleashing the demon had loosed something in his brain. I would give you a crown if I could, he said. I would show you the world from the prowl of the ship. I would choose you, Zoya, as my general, as my friend, as my bride. I would give you a sapphire the size of an acorn. He reached into his pocket. And all I would ask in return is that you wear this damnable ribbon in your hair on our wedding day.
1: She reached out, her fingers hovering over the coil of blue velvet ribbon resting in his palm. Then she pulled back her hand, cradling her fingers as if they'd been singing. You will wed a Taban sister who craves a crown, she said, or a wealthy Kirch girl, or maybe a Fjordan royal. You will have heirs and a future. I'm not the queen Ravka needs.
0: And if you're the queen i want
1: she shut her eyes there's a story my aunt told me a very long time ago i can't remember all of it but i remember the way she described the hero he had a golden spirit i loved those words i made her read them again and again when i was a little girl i thought i was a golden spirit too that it would light everything it touched that it would make me beloved like a hero in a story She sat up, drew her knees in, wrapped her arms around them as if she could make a shelter of her own body. He wanted to pull her back down beside him and press his mouth to hers. He wanted her to look at him again with possibility in her eyes. But that's not who I am. Whatever is inside me is sharp and gray as the thornwood. She rose and dusted off her kefta. I wasn't born to be a bride. I was made to be a weapon.
0: Nikolai forced himself to smile. It wasn't as if he'd offered her a real proposal. They both knew that such a thing was impossible. And yet, her refusal smarted just as badly as if he'd gotten on his knee and offered her his hand like some kind of besotted fool. It stung. All saints, it stung. "'Well,' he said cheerfully, pushing up onto his elbows and looking at her with all the wry humor he could muster. "'Weapons are good to have around, too,' Far more useful than brides, and less likely to mope about the palace. But if you won't rule Ravka by my side, what does the future hold, General?
1: Zoya opened the door to the cargo hold. Light flooded in, gilding her features when she looked back at him. I'll fight on beside you, as your general, as your friend. Because whatever my failings, I know this. You are the king Ravka needs. Oh,
0: We've got all kinds of relationships in- chat- going on. Oh, my
1: gosh. <laughs> and, Dean, thank you so much to Kendra Dantes and Year 26 for that fabulous mm-hmm. background music. But, yes, it was so good, wasn't it? It was. Um, I even, like, I had to, like, take some of the stuff out so we could put it all in there. Otherwise, oh, yeah. that would have been, like, 15 pages. Right, yeah. But I, you know me, I've been waiting for that. To, like, I, uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. So, like, I was, oh, I love it. Love, love, love it. So, um, yeah, so that's the end of that scene. That's the end of the chapter. And I'm gonna just going to say, I'm proud of myself. That was a good summary. I didn't have to go through every single word. Like, you know, I summarized <laughs> that heist from, like, probably the gayest summarization of a heist ever. Hey. But it was fabulous, wasn't it? It was. Doohickeys and things like that. I don't know what I'll Yeah. I mean, yeah. What's going to be funny is when I listen back to it. Oh, <laughs> um, well, you did great. Well, good. I think we had, I'm glad we're back and doing, like, back into the story. And I'm yes. excited because I truthfully can't remember a lot. So, anyways, it's that special time for...
0: cast News!
1: And anyways, our <laughs> Grecian in the field has no news. Nope,
0: there is no news.
1: But we have to do that every single time of because course. that's just, it's part of the show.
0: Yeah.
1: It is. Mm-hmm. And there was a fan that said they really did it when I, I think there was a moment where like I asked, like, maybe I should take that out. <laughs> and a fan was like, I really enjoy hearing Eric get excited. Yeah. So whoever you are out there, thank you because that is why I still do that. <laughs> Love you. So anyways, um, thank you. Shout out real quickly to our Fable Book Club. Yes. We're in Siege and Storm. And um, thank you to all our listeners. And just to let you guys know, we've got some really cool stuff coming ahead. Mm-hmm. We're not going to tell you, but we have some really cool things that are coming your way. And um, we are very excited to present them to you. And that's what we're here for. We're GrishaCast. So, um... I'm allowed to say that, you know? <laughs> so, anyway, stay tuned. Um, next week, we will be covering chapters 32 and 33. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, y'all have a wonderful time, and long live the Bird. Like,
0: we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No, no mourners. mourners. No funerals.
1: This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com.
0: Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and kinda TikTok at GrishaCast.
1: Thank you to Kendra Dantes in Year 26 for the amazing background music and of course our staff, Chris, Alex, Sid, Michelle, and Amber.